Yeah. 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 I can't promise that's not going to happen again, I'm not going to lie. Hello and welcome to the Long Snapper Podcast. Um, Apologies in advance. Uh, I'm feeling a little bit poorly. A little bit sorry for myself. Um, But but we're here anyway. Music straight away. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I'm joined by Adam, Doug, and Mark. Evening, gents. Hello, mate. Evening. How are you all doing? And you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Uh, I've never seen a bloke so, wicking up as much as you are at the moment just from sitting right. on the sofa. Look, I can Evie, see I'm sweating. Either you've it. just come off the job or... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually sweating. See um, it, Craig, I can smell it. Yeah, I'm fucked, basically. <laughs> um, so listen, we've been without football for a while, but shit's happening. Something pretty fucking big happened in the, the world of NFL. Um, so they moved another team. And this time to Sin City. A football team in Sin City. That has got gunshot, rape, pillaging uh, <laughs> written all over it, hasn't it? That's mental. My first thought of it was definitely, can you imagine the shit that the players are going to get up to in Las Vegas? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> They're bad enough in places like Cleveland. Give them Las Vegas. Jesus. There's going to be some strippers in Vegas doing cartwheels at the moment, isn't there? (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be unreal. Yeah, I I think it was always going to happen. They've just um, secured the NHL franchise as well, haven't they? So I think it wasn't long before the NFL was going to follow suit. Um, It was always likely to be the Raiders based on the teams that that were interested. I think it. I because we're not used to it over here. I always think it's a bit of a shame when when teams leave um, to go to another location. You just can't imagine it for like your your Premier League football team or whatever, just up in sticks and fucking off to another place. But it's it's par for the course over there. It's business first, fan second, isn't it? So it's to be expected. I dislike this a lot. Um, I yes, everything will probably recover. It always does. I mean. The Houston Oilers moved in the 90s. Um, the Cleveland Browns moved. Obviously, those two stories kind of had a happy ending. Well, other than the Browns, obviously. But um, unfortunately for them, they came back. Um, who knows about St. Louis, San Diego, Oakland? I suspect they may not have a happy ending for those cities. The Bay Area as well. Um, it's lost both its teams. Um, with uh, San Francisco moving 50 miles down the coast. And then Oakland are going to go... I just I I don't like it. Um, maybe maybe it's it seems worse this side of the pond. We don't we don't understand the idea of of teams moving. I mean we've got Wimbledon to Milton Keynes as about the only example over here, but it doesn't Wait, sit right. Only example that caused the fucking storm, son. Well, yeah, quite. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's that's hasn't been done since, has it? It's um. What what we you got to not confuse with the American model and our model is that the teams are the teams are general genuinely businesses. They're they're not, it yeah. does, just doesn't, they are franchises. They're, yeah, there is in no way there's no ownership by the fans whatsoever, and and you can't really compare. It's not eggs and eggs because it's one man's plaything, and it's a very rich man's plaything that he happens to let other people watch, and. Uh, 
if it makes business sense to go to Vegas, then it makes business sense to go to Vegas. They've been trying to get a new stadium in Oakland for years, and it's never happened. So, and from what I can tell, there there doesn't seem to be because that team has left Oakland before. There doesn't seem to be the Ferrari that there was, for example, when the Chargers announced that they were leaving San Diego. It just seems like the the the, the Oakland fans are, they're not passive about it, but they were kind of knew that it was coming and just had accepted it a while ago. I mean, I suppose for me, it, the, uh, the 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 argument of moving a team, you can't kind of get away with it. It, it absolutely happens uh, in American sports and franchises. We, I certainly don't agree with it. I think it sucks. And there's the whole moral argument um, because effectively Las Vegas public money was available to facilitate this. All that aside, you can't have. 20-year-olds earning shit loads of cash staying in Las Vegas. I mean, that is just crazy to me. Well, look, at, you know, these, these motherfuckers do dumb shit where, in, 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 in the outback of Mississippi. Do you know what I mean? You're going to put them in <laughs> sin fucking city, a city designed to make you do the worst shit you've ever done in your life. And you're going to put a bunch of young, rich dudes there where they experience that week in, week out. I just think, I just think that's a recipe for disaster. I literally <laughs> think if we see, we're going to see football death. players die. Yeah, yeah I really, 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 really do. Gambling scandals, it just makes no sense to me. Having said that, it's the, you know, I'm far more likely to be in Las Vegas for a weekend where I catch a game than I am ever likely to be in Oakland. So from that perspective, I don't mind it all that much. And the stadium looks the fucking nuts. Mm. It does look like it's going to be amazing. So... I, I I don't I hate it from the point of view of I feel sorry for the fans in Oakland the ones that are that bothered anyway I don't like it from the point of view of I'm just not used to your local sports team up in sticks but from a chance that I'm ever likely to go and watch that team in a game when I'm over in America I don't mind it from that point of view at all so I might be I might be alone in having visited Oakland and never having been to Vegas um but I, I don't I don't think that's why I don't, I, I don't the Vegas thing is less of a an issue for me. I think football players of that age will find mischief if they want mischief. Um, yes, there's probably more temptation. It's easier. I suppose it's it's in their face a bit more. But you know, Johnny Manziel didn't really need to be playing in Vegas to have himself some problems, did he? Um, Can you imagine if he was though? Exactly. <laughs> Johnny Manziel is a special case. Well, I also, I also love there, it's such no. a. It's such a British white thing to call what the American football players get up to as mischief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. I'd, uh, I'd, just to sort of wrap this this subject up, I've, I've just had a quick look online. And if you go to nfl-arrest.pointafter.com, you can see all the arrests of any NFL players over the last decade or so. Oakland haven't had a player arrested since 2014. Uh <laughs> And he was pulled over for, it was Corey Sheets, he was pulled over for speeding in Canada and accused of marijuana possession. Um, Standard. Charge was dropped after he made a $300 donation against students against drunk driving. Brilliant. 300 bucks. But anyway, what I'm saying is, Alden Smith is going to have a fun time, isn't he? If that dude's not crazy enough. But what I would like to say, like, if they haven't had an arrest for four years... We should have a, an over-under on the amount of time after they move to Vegas that the first player gets arrested. A week. Mate, I'm, I'm literally shouting there will be some sort of uh, mishap with a gun 
within the next two years. Like I'm, someone's gonna have bet far too much money, and it's gonna kick off, and someone's gonna. I, I just think it's mental. The I mean, the most aggressive testosterone-filled sport, and you're gonna put them in a place where they can stay up all night and spend all their money. <laughs> it's crazy. This it's website's crazy. great, by the way. You can, you can, the, the the filter function on it. You can search by crime. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Why haven't I found but, this before? He's uh, got his favourites, hasn't he? Sele- selected, uh, selected favourites of mine. Animal abuse. Um, manslaughter. That's a bad thing, just to clarify that. Ma- manslaughter and, thing. just to wrap it up, pimping. Good. All three at the same time. <laughs> so, uh, moving on from uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, that sounds that sounds very odd. Um, Colin Kaepernick can't get a job, boys. What is happening? Is he is he not good enough? Is he being blackballed? As, as, as they're saying, did the risk or the distraction of his protest last year upset a very um, conservative uh, ownership amongst NFL? Um, what's going to happen with Colin? I, I, some team will take a flyer on him as a streaky backup. I can't, I can't see him being a, a starter again. I, he, whether he's being blackboard, I don't know. I, I don't think he's good enough. Um, he, really? he, I think he just, he just sort of lost it. He doesn't. He's just not accurate enough. I mean, he. Yeah, he's I think exciting. He's touchdowns, fast. He's four interceptions last year. Something like a career eighty-eight point seven passer rating, um, and you know, at least one of those years we're on a very bad team. It, that that greyhound that ran to the championship game, the, the 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 one who dislodged Alex Smith. Are you telling me that man can't play football anymore? I'm saying that he. Teams probably don't think he can at uh, a starter level. Um, you might find... I don't, I don't think he's necessarily done as a player. I, I, you, I could see him bouncing back, but it might be. it's more likely that it's by accident. He might get lucky with an injury, get a spot. And he, who, who knows? There's clearly always been some talent there, but I think there's a lot, lot wrong with him. I can't really work out what happened to Colin Kaepernick because that, that guy was amazing. He was amazing. And then almost like overnight, it's like he forgot how to play quarterback. And it's not yeah, like you can yeah. even put it down to like an RG3 type injury that screwed him over. It's almost like he woke up one day and was a different person and never played the position before in his life. And I, I can't work it out with him whatsoever. I don't personally think it's got anything to do with the whole, the protest and the kneeling and the whatever it was. I think it's more to do with the fact that he's just forgotten how to play the game well. So I, I read an article yesterday, funnily enough, about this whole thing um, by a guy called Doug Farrar, who writes for Bleacher Report. You, you should go. You should go and read it. It's uh, it's quite a good article. Um, just selected quotes I picked out were. Um, about 20% of the NFL's decision-makers genuinely believe he can't play. Another 20% are afraid of the blowback from his, uh, from his protests. Uh, the rest genuinely hate him and can't stand what he did. So, <laughs> that doesn't what what he did well in regards to what? 
Uh, well, with regard to his protest and all that kind of the, stuff. The so. national anthem thing. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So he started eleven games last year. Um, 196 of 331 for 2,200 yards. Um, you could argue that it's the short passing game that of, of Chip Kelly that sort of flattered him a bit. Maybe it did. I, like, I think it was before Chip, to be fair. I don't think it's... Yeah, I, I just don't... I don't think the guy... I think his confidence was shot. Um, but, from, when, but from what? No, because, what his, because his greatest believer left. And the guy yeah. that put all his faith in and his rock and his confidence was Jim Harbaugh and he left. Yeah. And I, I believe that, that 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 was the start of the, the, the downfall, really. I read uh, I read something around this um, and it was the most it felt the most real, the most accurate, in that there's probably a bit of a bit of both. So yeah, there's probably questions around his performance. And if you look across the NFL there's probably, when you narrow it down, there's probably only four or five teams who could actually make a move for him at this stage in terms of the money he probably wants. And you're looking at the Broncos and Houston, who everyone thinks are probably waiting on the Tony Romo situation to sort itself out. And then you're looking at the likes of Cleveland, the Jets, and we know the Jets isn't an option for him after Woody Johnson is is very close. As a number of owners are with Donald Trump, who's been a very open critic critic of Kaepernick. So I think it's a mix of he's probably had, he's not had the best two years. Everyone knows that. And at this moment in time, there's probably not a massive market where it makes business sense. However, I do not believe for one second that there isn't a tarnish on Colin Kaepernick because I know for a fact that man, I, I would be surprised. I don't know for a fact, but I would be extremely surprised if that man isn't better than half the NFL quarterbacks in this league. Josh McCown just got a new contract. Like the, half of these boys, I am swear to God I could play better at quarterback. So Cap, Cap can still play, man. On that point, Richard Sherman said exactly that. He basically mm-hmm. said, um, you're seeing blokes who, who have never played to the level that Kaepernick's played at, getting signed for multiple millions. And Kaepernick isn't getting a sniff, so you know there there may well be a little bit. I don't think it's a racist thing. I think it's purely down to his 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 actions, and that he's a bit of a you know he's a bit of a um, well he's a story, isn't he? Away from football, I mean, (laughs) it's that word distraction, isn't it? It is, and you know what? I read an article which compared this to the Michael Sam thing, and ultimately. You know, uh, Michael Sam couldn't get a job. Uh, pretty highly vaunted or played well at a particular time. NFL, the truth of the matter is, if he was, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, he'd be good enough that this wouldn't be an issue. Because he is, you know, potentially expendable or you know you, you think you can probably find another piece I think the other factors play a bigger part and that I do have an issue with it I think the guy t- was very brave to do what he did last year uh, especially in the midst of opposition and we know the NFL listen the NFL doesn't like you dancing in the fucking end zone mate <laughs> do you know what I mean like like they're not they're not up for this type of shit it's clean cut make as much money as possible uh, and uh, you know I, I think it's, I think it's a really sad indictment on, on society today that that Cap can't get a job. So, um, from one quarterback who can't get a job to another who looks like he's not that bothered, man's got his batty out all over the internet. 
Uh, if you don't know, it's, it's Jay Cutler. Fucking guy. Guys, I really can't stand Jay Cutler. I, I mean, is, it, is there a role for him in the NFL anymore? But like, do you want he's that got guy his on the team? Batty out. What's <laughs> yeah. he playing at? I think if we're talking about quarterbacks that have, that have played to a, a decent standard in the past, he is better, no question, than a lot of the quarterbacks currently going to be starting in the NFL. There's no question he is a better natural quarterback than than Tyrod Taylor, for example, at my bills. You no hate doubt about Tyrod Taylor, man. I don't, I don't hate I don't, I don't <laughs> hate him. Judy's fire shots at Tyrod Taylor. Well, all right, then then most of them going, he is like who's going to be starting for the Jets next year is bloody McCown at the minute. Cutler is a better natural quarterback than him. He's clearly just a bit of a lazy prick and doesn't care whether he's starting or not. You know that there's something wrong with you when a team ha- is, has made a significant upgrade by getting in Mike Glennon as their starting quarterback um, and they've dispensed of your services. I, I, again, I, I think he is probably a, a decent quarterback but is just doesn't give a shit. He's in good nick, though, isn't he? <laughs> I don't know. He's found a way to make me hate him more than I already Mate. do. Facts. Preach. <laughs> I don't. You... I don't know what else there is to say about him. Really, that I mean, it's Mark has hit the nail on the head. Natural talent. Yes, he he is streets ahead of a lot of quarterbacks. Um, for incredible, well, different reasons entirely. Um, to Colin Kaepernick, but he's got the same problem. Half the league hates him. Yeah, yeah, but he is a cop, though. You don't want that guy on your team. That's the problem. And the thing is, I think we're looking a bit rose-tinted glasses. Like, all right, he was good at times, but he, he had his fair share of bad decisions. He had his plenty of he chucked plenty of stupid interceptions, and actually, he probably had a few good teams that he didn't do as well as he should have. Uh, you know, I, I'm not. I really can't stand him. I really, really don't like the guy. I don't think he's. And the thing. You know, it's not just production from your quarterback. You need a strong leader. You need someone who the guys buy into. And there was always some bullshit going on with Jay Cutler. To be honest, I'll be quite happy if I never see... I would have cap at my Jets. Never going to happen. A hundred times before I'd ever take Jay Cutler. I I had the last... Well, pretty much it stopped when the Titans drafted um, Mariota. But before that, I would have there were two or three off seasons in a row that I would have Twitter conversations with uh his Twitter I don't know his actual name, Brit Bear London. Um he's a Bears fan, obviously. Um and is he it, listening? it would be I I'll I don't know. He might be now, I have to tell him. Um but it, the conversations would be along the lines of him um thinking up ways to put Cutler on a bus from Chicago to Nashville <laughs> and me building fictitious walls on the interstate in the way. Um, I would, I would not All right, ever Donald. want someone like that. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I had a legitimate reason, um, but I would never want someone. It's, it's this poison in that man. That the attitude that he would bring into an organization, regardless of talent, he was pre would probably have been an upgrade on. Yeah, you know, I don't know Zach Mettenberger, whoever on earth was our quarterback at the time. But you know the. The attitude that he would bring in. What sort of a role model is he to any young player of any position? Not one at all. Not one I would want anywhere near my team. And you know, regardless of anything else, and that's one out of thirty-two. I think quite a number of the other thirty-one would feel the same. I, I appreciate your viewpoint there, Adam, but it's nonsense. If you're if you're Definitely. the Cleveland Browns, what? Why aren't you right now signing Jay Cutler and Adrian Peterson? Yeah. Totally agree. 
You could you could literally they could literally go out now get Jay Cutler, Adrian Peterson, and Jamal Charles. Yeah, and Colin Kaepernick is a backup. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, go out and get a lot of them. And if they suck, if I they suck, see, so what? I can't yeah. see Jay Cutler going to the Browns. He's got I, way too big an ego for that. Has he got? Has he got any <laughs> other option? If he wants to play, yeah. and that's that's your answer. He doesn't want to play. If he I don't give a shit. Then yeah, you, that, that's it. But the Browns may as well go and chuck him a league minimum and say, "Here's a chance to start in the NFL. Do you want it?" I, I reckon Cutler's answer will be nope. <laughs> It's a no brainer for me. It's an absolute yeah. no brainer. I don't know why they haven't no, done no, it yet. Why. Yeah. Well, I completely agree. Speaking of moving on from Jay Cutler, you, you talked about Adrian Peterson, another, you know, known to many as the Barnet Man. This guy was arguably the best running back of his generation. He's still out there. Where, where, where is he going to land? Is he going to play? He thought, when, when he left, he thought that he would get the money of a legend. What he's realized quickly is that teams realize that he's a 32 year old back oft injured running back. And he's, he doesn't want to take the money that clearly has been on offer up to now. Teams aren't interested in him. Have teams, have teams offered him money though. uh, Well, clearly his agents bound to have been in discussions with, with owners. There's no question about it, but the clearly the money that they're talking to him about is that what a standard, Previously injured, thirty-two-year-old back is going to get, which is going to be very, very little. But well, he's denied that. He's denied that he's looking for the six he's and eight bulk. million. Get, Bollocks! Get, Come on, yeah. oh, he, he he would. He thinks I'm Adrian would. Peterson. And to be fair, last time he was fully <laughs> you are fit. Adrian Peterson. That last time, yeah, <laughs> that is literally that is who it is. Um, the last time, correct? He's literally. Time, yeah. The last time he had a fully fit season, he led the league in rushing yards. And that's clearly what he thinks he can do again. Um, and the other, the thirty-two teams in the league aren't so sure. I, I think what you're doing there, Mark, is is falling into the trap of thinking that every team spends all their money in the first round of free agency. It's not always the case. Like but I some, that's sometimes, what no, but sometimes teams yeah, will wait and go. Well, has he got? A, has somebody made him a silly money offer? No, they haven't. And there may be two or three teams coming for him this time, and his money goes gets bid up and bid up and he actually goes for the amount of money that he wants. I'd be very surprised. I think he expected to be off the market by now. Um, and it, it hasn't happened. And all of a sudden he might be thinking, well, but I'm, you know, look how much, look how good I am. And he probably will be good, but he's, I don't think he'll be as good as he thinks he will be. He's, uh, he's, he's been hosted by the Green Bay Packers. Uh, and that looks like a potential landing spot as challenging as that may be. Uh, obviously, they've just got rid of uh, Lacey, and uh, he has run all over them in his career. I think he's like seventeen hundred yards just against the Mate, Packers. If he, if he gets a full, if Green Bay gets sixteen games out of him, they're in the Super Bowl. It's not even a hundred. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I am inclined to agree yeah. with Dougie. Uh, so you know, there was a rumor that his agent was talking to the Seahawks, and they picked Eddie Lacey instead. Yeah, that might that but might be purely age. monetary. That's, uh, yeah, monetary and age. Green Bay needs to win now. I like that move for him. Um, and, like, uh, again, inclined to agree with Dougie, I think that this draft uh, and the moves, there's so many there's so many teams who are in a rebuilding period right now. So there's so many moving parts and it might, the free agency just won't get wrapped up as, as, as maybe quickly as it can do. I think the draft's got a lot to play and people are still playing games around whether they're going to keep picks or whether they're going to trade picks. So, 
you know, I, I, I'm very confident Adrian Peterson will land somewhere. Uh, that I have no doubt. I'd love to see him in Green Bay. Yeah, he'll get picked up. And finally, a uh, bit of news that I thought was interesting. Uh, Jason Witten got a four-year deal. Is he going to play for four more years? I mean, he gets a lot of high, people rate him, and don't get me wrong, he's been a, he's been a very good tight end. But I, I, I never thought he was. He was never Vernon Davis good for me. Um, so I think this is another Jerry Jones looking after looking after his boys. I can't see Witten actually playing for four years. He'll be 38 in four years' time. There you go. That's my preparation for the show. Looked, looked up his date of birth and did the math. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a friendly little sign and retire, doesn't it? We've stitched yeah. Tony Romo up. Let's look after Big Jace. Yeah, he gets to retire as a cowboy, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. fair play. He'll still go in fantasy next year. Oh, yeah. I think that, that, yeah. uh, that brings our NFL roundup uh, to a close. Uh, to get this gold in your ear rolls uh, check us out on Twitter Long Snap Pod that's been good recently the Twitter uh, check us out on Facebook Long Snap Podcast uh, and we're on SoundCloud and iTunes um, download it and that it's good salesman <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, trust me who's got the quiz this week oh, I have <laughs> in a bit of a, a bit of an homage to um, Brucey's play your cards right, I'm going to do a bit of an NFL draft, um, higher or lower. Nice. So going to go, going to go round, going to go around the room. Um, it, whoever starts will have control of the board. There are six players. I'll give you the first player, and all you've got to tell me is the the next guy was he drafted before him or after him. If you get it wrong, it'll pass to the next player. Whoever says the sixth name in the list will get the point. All right. Um, so we'll start off just because of the the way you are in um, in my on my screen ahead of me. I'll start off with Adam because you're top left. We're looking at the 2012 NFL draft, and the first player is David Wilson, former Giants running back. Was Russell Newcastle prop? <laughs> yeah. Was Russell Wilson drafted before him or after him? I, I mean, Russell Wilson was third round, I think. But I, David Wilson, I've no idea. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Russell Wilson was before him. Russell Wilson was after David Wilson. That's David a good Wilson, start. Yeah. <laughs> David Wilson was drafted 32nd, first round, 32nd overall in that draft. Oh wow. Okay. So Wilson was in the third round, 75th pick, as you say. So we'll move on. Next is uh, so control goes to Craig, and Craig Nick Foles was he drafted before Russell Wilson or after Russell Wilson? Before. He was after Russell Wilson. That's incorrect. He was 88th pick overall. Over to you, Doug. Alshon Jeffrey. Was he before or after Nick Foles? He was round three, I think. So he'd have been... Foles was when? Round three, pick 88. Before. He was before. He was in the second round. Uh, pick 45. Play stays with you, Doug. And we are looking at Justin Blackman. Justin Ooh. Blackman in 2012 was a first round pick, I think. Yeah. 
So what are you saying? Before, before or after Alisson Jeffries? He was before. He so was 16 round one. Or something, wasn't he? Round one, pick five. Pick five. Jags. And finally, to win this he loved board, the zoo, didn't he? Was he drafted before or after Justin Blackman, Mr. Trent Richardson? He was before Blackman. It was before Trent Richardson was third overall in the 2012 pick. Doug, that is a point for you. Congratulations. I've written it down. Right, so (laughs) next in my list to start the board is Craig. So we are going to the 2010 NFL draft. And the first player is Tim Tebow. Was Rob Gronkowski drafted before or after Tim Tebow? Bloody hell. Tim Tebow well, Tebow, Tebow went baseball. like Tebow yeah. went like pick pick fifteen something like that. And I can't I can't think if Gronk went before. I'm gonna go before. Tim, Tim Tebow. I'll tell you. Tim Tebow was in the first round. He was the twenty fifth overall pick. Okay, then Gronk. So was Gronk drafted before or after before. Tim Tebow? He was after. Of course Tebow. he was. When did the Patriots ever had a Gronk pick about fifteen? Yeah. He was in the second round, pick forty two. Uh, so play passes to Doug. Doug, Jimmy Graham, was he before or after Rob Gronkowski? After. He was after, third round, 95th overall pick. So, from Jimmy Graham, was Golden Tate drafted before or after Jimmy Graham? Golden Tate was before, I think he was a first round pick, wasn't he? No. The same, before or after. Ah, oh, poison with your fifth round thinking. After. <laughs> Golden Tate was drafted before <laughs> Jimmy Graham. First round, wasn't he? Second, second round, 80th pick overall. So play passes to Adam. Adam, um, oft racist Riley Cooper. Was he drafted before <laughs> Golden Tate? I think he was pretty high. I'm going to say before. Uh, Riley Cooper was after Golden Tate. <laughs> fifth round, 159th overall. So was play he? back to Craig. Craig, Antonio Brown, was he drafted before or after Riley Cooper? And this is to win the point. Before. He was drafted after. Can you believe Riley Cooper? He was in the sixth round, 195th overall. Now, I hadn't considered what would happen if someone got the last. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just going to say nobody wins that point. Nice. We're all losers. Yeah, never mind. No one wins that point, and we're going to go to 2008, and control of the board starts with Mr. Dougie Andrews. The player to start with is Matt Forte in 2008, who was the second round, 44th pick overall. Was Jamal Charles drafted before or after Matt Forte? After. Uh, He was drafted after Matt Forte. He was the third round, 73rd pick. Was Ray Rice drafted before or after Jamal Charles? He was drafted before Charles, I think. That is also correct. Second round, 55th overall. Some was, draft for running backs, by the way. Yeah, the, uh, this 2008 is um, is all running backs. <laughs> um, so, Rashad Mendenhall, was he drafted before or after Ray Rice? Uh, I'm going to go with before, because I'm going with psychology here. Rashad Mendelhall was drafted before he was yeah, the first. I'm in your brain. 23rd <laughs> overall. So was Rashad Mendenhall drafted before or after Chris Johnson? Chris, that, 
that was the year he ran that ridiculous 40, wasn't it? Yeah. Good poker face. So he came out of Tennessee. <laughs> was it Tennessee Chris Johnson came out of? Are you asking me or telling me? I'm not even <laughs> the quiz master. You, where was he drafted? What, what college did he no, what college nah, did he what's play all this at? chat about? Nah, answer the question, <laughs> <Yeah>. bro. <laughs> I'm going to go with... Let me get inside your brain again. Before. <laughs> Before Rashad Mendehall, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Chris Johnson was drafted after <laughs> Mendehall. He was the, also the first round, but he was 24th pick. The pick after Rashad Mendes Hall was Chris Johnson, who got the better deal out of that. So play passes to Adam. Well, the Steelers. To win, to win the board. To win the board. Darren McFadden. Was he drafted before or oh. after Chris Johnson? Um, after. Doug, do you want to tell him? He was drafted about six or seven, wasn't he, by the Raiders? Fourth overall by the Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> So, because uh, you got the last one wrong, nobody wins that board either. Good. How many more of these are there? Because surely it's music time. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't want Dougie to win, so as many as it takes. <laughs> <laughs> Three! Right, two more. Two more. Right, Adam, this uh, start of the board is with you. We're going to the 2006 NFL draft. Journey back. Okay. And the player that we're going to start with is Brandon Marshall, drafted in the fourth round. 119th overall. Was he drafted? Bef- was Stephen Goskowski drafted before or after Brandon Marshall? I think oh, I've got some weird thing in my head that he was taken quite high, but that's also the fact he was a kicker who was franchise tagged, which is about as bad a check as you can get. Uh, I'm going to say before. He was drafted before the pick before, in fact, 180 oh. overall. So was Stephen Goskowski drafted before or after Maurice Jones-Drew? Who's I'd say... That's still Adam, you got it right. Oh, okay. I'd say MJD was taken before Goskowski. 32nd overall. Uh, he, was, he was 60th overall in, in the second round. Because he wore he, number 32, didn't he? Because of all the teams that ignored him in the first round, yeah. Because one picked him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he was second round, 60th, 60th pick overall. Was he drafted, still with you, Adam, was he drafted before or after Devin Hester? I think... Sorry, was Devin Hester drafted Devin before Hester, or after? I'm going to say after MJD. Devin Hester was... The second round, 57th overall, so he was before MJD. Play passes to Craig. Yeah, I thought that in the first round. Ah. <laughs> Luck of the draw, boys. Who watches the draft after round one? Seriously, <laughs> you might watch two. You don't watch anymore. Craig, Craig, it's with you. Elvis Dumerville. Was he drafted before or after Devin Hester? I'm going to go with before. He was drafted after the fourth round, 126 overall. So, Doug, back to you, and to, I guess to win overall. To win the right, come on. So, 100. Win he was what, 126? He was 126. Okay. So, to win overall. Matt Ryan. Recently retired. <laughs> recently retired defensive end slash linebacker Rob Ninkovich. Was he drafted before or after Elvis Dumerville in 126? 
Somebody called Ninkovic has, has got the, the stank of a round six or seven pick. I'm going after. You would be correct to go after, Doug. Oh. Can you hear that, boys? Can you hear it? Can you hear it? That gives you two points. I'm already sick. Jesus. <laughs> Fucking hell. All right. Yeah. Shit, you're done. You have two points. Unless I've got two more, unless you want to do those last two. No, I don't want to do that. Yeah, that's fine. He's livid. I'll tell you Frank what, mate. Livid. You can play that music, but my connection's not going to go down at that point when I really wanted to, is it? <laughs> I think oh, that might be nice. two in a row for me. Oh, fucking hell. Brilliant. I think, Just I think it might be. Heap on the misery. <laughs> uh, let's, move, let's move away from that as quickly as we can. Uh, <laughs> Adam's going to... Uh, he hates, he hates <laughs> it doesn't win the quiz. I do. <laughs> I hate it when I don't win and I hate it when Dougie wins. So it's, it's <laughs> compound. Uh, <laughs> Adam's going to walk us through the NFL rule changes. It's, it's like the Patriots winning a Super Bowl, isn't it? Uh, unless, like, unless, unless, no, you are, yeah. You know, it's only them that are actually happy about it. Um, <laughs> they've got a whole day because of that now. 28th oh. of March, every year from here on out, Tom Brady Day. Hashtag Tom Tuesday. I vomited <laughs> when I saw that. <laughs> yeah. oh, do me a favor, right? Um, yeah, um, some changes in the rules in the NFL, and they obviously do this every year, they have their, their meetings and the teams vote on. on various rule changes i i'm kind of against tinkering with the game or making changes i was against the extra point coming back 15 yards um where most people aren't most people think that that has kind of worked yes it's made things more exciting um but you know your games are being lost because of kickers rather than offenses and defenses but but that aside there was there was rumors around the time of the super bowl about um the game being sped up which was an interesting thing, and talk about getting rid of the two-minute warning. Even um, wait, sorry, can I just quickly just? I have to just note the irony of Adam talking about speeding things up. Just had to get that in there. <laughs> <laughs> he says interrupting. <laughs> Please carry on. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm I'm glad that that nonsense didn't happen, but they have made some changes around commercials um, and how and when they're going to be aired, which I think is a really good thing. Um, for example, we shouldn't have that horrible situation that we all hate of a touchdown being scored and an extra point being kicked and then a commercial break. And then you get a kickoff that will go out the back of the end zone for a touchback and then there'll be another commercial break and you'd be sat there. You might have and then suddenly you might have a play and then it's the end of the quarter or something like that. Um, so they've done some work around this. Just a few subtle things. There are going to be fewer um breaks in games from now on um but they're going to be longer um as as a fan i don't think that hurts quite so much i don't think you you're going to notice the breaks being 30 seconds longer um but you're going to appreciate fewer of them so i think that's a a good change um so actual rules um that have been mooted um a couple of well a nonsense rule that hasn't been passed was there was some talk of um if you took the kickoff and it went through the uprights. But instead of the touchback being from the 25, it was going to be from the 20. Um, somebody was just coming up with ideas for the sake of it there. Um, there's also been talk of, now this one might actually go through later, um, of overtime being shortened to 10 minutes. Um, I think the rationale being that it's a disadvantage to a team that have been involved in a, 
long overtime period to then play, say, on a Thursday night afterwards or the following week um, where their players are going to be shattered. Is that really going to make a difference? Uh, no. No, no I, I don't. I don't get that one. I don't. I don't like that. See, um, based on last season, you're just going to see a lot more ties if that happens. The, the amount of games that were going into those final few minutes of overtime. Um, which didn't we, have, didn't we have three ties yeah. last year? Yeah, and there's going to be more if that if they if they do that. It seems stupid. Uh, but I, I fear that one may happen, but we'll see. Um, and it hasn't happened yet. Of things that have been changed, so. Um, this is a bit dull, but centralised replay review. I think, again, there, it's back to the speeding the game up. Um, so I'm all, I'm all for that. And whatever they need to do is running an iPad onto the, the field for an official instead of getting him to sit under a hood, um, whatever. Um, if it speeds it up, fine. Um, there's a quite an interesting change. I don't know if you saw uh, towards the end of a, a game last year, it's happened a couple of times, where teams had cottoned on to a little loophole where if you deliberately hold every player on the opposition, for example, in the last couple of minutes um, and the play lasts, say, 10, 15 seconds, instead of giving up a big play, you give up a defensive holding penalty. Um, there's a, a quirk where the clock doesn't wind itself back. So a couple of teams have taken advantage and slowed teams down when the game's on the line. The 49ers did it. Um, they've closed that loophole, basically, so the, the clock will be reset. So fair enough. Um, I... I like that, but the the two, the two bigger or I suppose headline changes. Um, one of them is field goal blocks. Um, they've stopped players being able to jump over jump over the line, which just for a safety thing. Um, I sort of thought, well, isn't that cool going to stop? Isn't that going to stop field goals being blocked? But apparently, only three out of the forty something field goals that were blocked last season were due to players jumping over the line. So. Yeah, it's still going to happen. Yeah, there was a. The only th my only point with that is that I think that there was a lot of kicks missed just because they thought that there was someone coming, and it was giving the kicker something else to think about. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I kind of, th it, it's pissed me off a bit. This rule, I, I always thought it was stupid because I couldn't understand why one of the, um, why one of like the guards just didn't stick the hand in the air anyway, and that would have stopped yeah. it. Yeah, and that would have stopped it dead because that's all it needs. If the guy jumping touches anyone on the office, anyone on the offensive line, it's a penalty. Yeah. Um, so there's, I, I don't know why teams didn't do that. Um, but if you're gonna, if, if people aren't gonna do it, I think you fucking keep the rule in. It was something to talk about. It made it exciting. I think it's the safety is the thing there. Uh, I think I, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know who's been hurt doing it. You can see why. <laughs> yeah. you, you, just Mate, take and clean out. Doing they it. have 350 pound men who can run at the speed of a train <laughs> at each other. Like this rule, I, I, I don't like, I don't like when they do that. These little, like the concussion protocol was great, but I like, I, like, I thought it was exciting. I love seeing yeah. someone try and fly over a center uh, and, tennis. And, and maybe get, yeah. And maybe get nailed. <laughs> like that's part yeah. of the game. And it added a different dynamic to it. I, I do genuinely Absolutely. think more kicks were missed because people were concerned that that was coming. Yep. Well, we'll see. I mean, it's it's I, for me. I, as I said at the start of this, I, I'm not a fan of tinkering for tinkering's sake. But <laughs> this didn't seem a big deal to me um, when I looked at the numbers. But but you're you're right, Mark. Maybe maybe that will have an effect. Maybe we'll have, we'll see more field goals made as a result of that. I don't know. You're, I think you're just a stickler for the health and safety, aren't you, Adam? <laughs> yeah, you're, all, you're all about that. You're all about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other, the other change, which I, I, well, it's not so much a change as it's a directive to the officials to 
be strict on enforcing this is what I would call the red card, the straight red rather than the yellow card for um, serious personal fouls. So I think that will probably reduce the deliberate, cynical, just despicable type hit that players know they can get away with one. Um, now they're just going to be ejected from the game um, for da- the dangerous um, off-the-ball incident, shall we say. Totally. I, I, I think we'll have views on this one. So Totally disagree with that. I think that will lead to players getting ejected for stuff that they should never be ejected for. Well, yeah. that, that's uh, that's yeah, uh, that has occurred to me. I think particularly early on, sometimes with these changes, particularly where officials are giving guidelines on what to look out for, you'll get some overreaction. It might it might be one of these things that then settles down once they get used to it, players get used to it. Um, but September might be a bit a bit spicy um, early ju- in the season. You just hope it doesn't lead to things like that. It's the type of thing I can see leading to, you know, when Bud Dupree took out Matt Moore in the playoffs in the season just gone with that hit where it looked like he was going to kill him. I just worry that it's the ty- that's the type of tackle that's going to lead to a straight red and he'll be done for what was essentially a pretty good, perfectly, perfectly yeah, all right, you're, you're, hard hit. You're going to get your players ejected for hitting someone too well. Yeah. But what was the uh, what was the other incident last year where matey off the ball just went for went for it? Oh, who was it? Went for his knees and then somebody uh, that went... was Harry uh, on. Uh, there you go, I was Harry, about Douglas. To say Harry Douglas. Yeah, Harry Douglas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, yeah fair enough. That if you yeah, if you're get, gonna get, if you're gonna if you're gonna break end someone's career, fair enough. But if it's like a if it's a perfectly good clean hit, I I can see officials getting jumpy at that. I think yeah. it's it's. It's not reviewable, is it? That's the, that's the thing. I mean, yeah, again, back to the, the speed of play and you don't want everything being looked at under the hood, but it's something that, you know, if a player's being ejected, if it's a, a big-name player, um, perhaps it should be something that could, they could have a look at on the, on the replay. Yeah. Cool. Hey, OB. Any other thing? Anything else, boys? No? Good overview uh, there. Adam, cheers, mate. Thank you very much. Um, so I think that brings us to AOB. I'll kick us off. One, it's shit being ill, like proper, like <laughs> man up. Uh, you know when you're sick and you just like you romanticise about when you was fit and healthy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I remember when I when it was when it, when it was all good. Um, it was all good just a week ago. Yeah, like Friday. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of the positives is I uh, I had half a day's annual leave today, which also sucks because I was ill. Um, but I came home at about 11 and I banged out Jessica Jones on uh, Netflix. And that's all of them now. So Jessica Jones is uh, one of the Marvel series things. This, this and couldn't if you've be written not, any better. If, you, if you've not watched any of them, I've done Jessica Jones, Luke Cage and Daredevil. I'm telling you, they're fucking mustard. They are so good. And, like, I was watching, like, the DC ones. I don't know if anyone watches The Flash and shit. Like, it, it make them look like absolute dog shit. Like, these are good. These are good programs. And uh, if you're a bit unwell and you're a bit under the weather uh, and you want to waste a day, get on all the Marvel series. They're all decent. I'm just pleased, to be honest, that when you said that you banged out Jessica Jones, that it turned out to be a TV program. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as unfortunate as that is, she is hot. She is hot. Like, like hot, dirty, 
Like, she's oh, that's like, the best kind of hot. Yeah, it is. You know, like um, in Eight Mile, what's that chick in Eight Mile that she's just rank, but she's kind of the dead one. Anyway. Yeah, she's dead now. Oh, she's dead. Oh yeah. shit. <laughs> I can't remember her name. R- R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> this has taken a strange angle that was unexpected. It's <laughs> taken a dark turn. We haven't even got to Adams yet. <laughs> yeah, that's me. So anyway, listen, I'll go next because I was going to come on and rant about fucking superheroes. Oh, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, and I that. I'm sick of it. Like the, you can't go to the cinema anymore because all it is is superheroes. You get Netflix. They're 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 literally fisting your esophagus with superheroes. I've just had enough. Like I don't what? care about his Iron Fist. I don't care about Luke Cage. I watched seven episodes of Luke Cage. It was like really? wading through treacle. Honestly. Oh look, yeah, it's another it's another dude who can't die. But if he can't die, like he spent six episodes trying to kill a bloke called Cottonmouth, right? I'm going to spoil it because I hope none of you watch it. Spent six six episodes trying to kill a guy called Cottonmouth. The guy's indestructible. He could have just walked in there and smashed his head against the wall. Done. Right? What (laughs) happens? His sister does it. (laughs) And he gets fitted up for it anyway. It's just such lazy television. I can't even believe it. I tell you what, if you've got Netflix, here's a couple of things for you to watch, okay? There's a documentary called All This Mayhem which is absolutely brilliant. You've all heard about Tony Hawk's and Bam Majera and all those early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s skateboard, that, that scene around that, around that time. It's about two Aussie guys who were the two best guys in the world. Go and watch it. It's incredible. It is really, 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 really good. Um, I also watched the documentary about a chess player called Bobby Fischer who went a bit mental. Now, I've been into chess since I was a little fella, but it doesn't sound that gripping. But go and watch it; it's it's um, it's, it's really good. Just type Bobby Fisher into the into the uh, search engine there in your Netflix, and uh, stop perpetrating crimes against television by legitimising all these lazy television programs. You're chatting which, shit. You're which, chatting shit. You ain't which, seen it. It's not lazy. Mate, I've just told you I watched seven episodes of Luke Cage and gave up. I watched two That's series. That's lazy. That I, is lazy. I watched two series of Daredevil. It's boring. Give it up. They're You're not boring. clever. They're not brilliantly <laughs> shot. They're all identical. Craig's they don't challenge you. They don't. They don't make you think. They're just empty, empty pieces of. He's, he's literally lying. It's, it's it's not. I tell you what. If we keep watching this stuff, TV's going to go down a road, and we're not going to be able to get it back. Get get it back from what? You don't want progressive thought? Get it back from vacuous, vapid, unintelligent, uninspired, dull television, which is what it is. (laughs) Compare compare Jessica Jones or Luke Cage to something like Atlanta. Yeah, but why you got to compare it? I'm just saying... Because that's the way that TV's going. That's the way that TV's going. It's all about... It's not an original idea. It's an idea that's 70 years old. Why are you Just, interested in it? Like, what? Want something new? Want something cause, original? Because it's, it's fun, and it's not, I like fun. Unlike some, <laughs> it's, it's just not fun. It's just not fun at all. It's, it's lazy and it's uninspired. <laughs> okay, Doug, <laughs> Mark. <laughs> <laughs> so, so one of the things I was going to raise was also on TV, um, but I'm a bit scared now. <laughs> I finally got around to finally. I don't know if any of you boys have watched it, but I finally got around to finishing the second season of Fortitude, 
um, this week. Oh, um, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want any spoilers. I'm about five episodes into that. Luke Cage anything. comes in and takes a giant yeah. shit all over an ice <laughs> ice scape. <laughs> I, I really enjoy Fortitude. It's something that I think is is a bit different to a lot of the stuff that's on there at the moment. It's I really original, isn't it. it, Mark? It's what? It's original. It is. And yeah. it's clever. I, I, I and do it like it. You. It's it makes you think. And, and something happens in the in the ninth episode of the second series that is a proper fuck me moment. That's like beyond something that I've ever like where I genuinely had to be like shit I'm not telling you what it is but it's it even had a hashtag of the the notorious ninth episode well worth watching <laughs> so um, in all in, in all of all of the Marvel TV programming there's not been one shit that's fucking incredible moment uh, yeah, mate you're talking <laughs> absolute nonsense mate so you're tell me one that shit. is uh, well listen I, I, no I'm not going to get into it you can't. he's not roping me in Jessica Jones well all of them I like the idea of developing a very old story and making it very modern, very real, very gritty. It, I, I think it's it's, it, it's not it's the absolute it's not, antithesis it's of not, gritty. It's not. There's it's nothing not gritty the, about it, mate. You you are literally chatting shit just because you talk more doesn't make it true. We can like different things, Doug. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not hell. surprised. <laughs> House full of glass with a handful of stones, Craig. Mark, was that the end? Was that the end of your <laughs> one, more, one more thing? One more thing. I also had. Um, I, well, I didn't enjoy it. I endured a bit of a Larry David moment um, recently. My missus had sold something on one of those um, sites that pages that pop up on Facebook where you give away your old shit that you don't want anymore and sell it for like a fifty odd p in a packet of pegs to some other dick who lives in the same oh. town as you. And she had sold some like child friendly inflatable thing that my youngest is now too big for and i was going to sainsbury's with my other son and she rang me to say are you going to be at home are you going to be at home go quick because this woman's coming around to pick it up so i was like oh shit okay came out of sainsbury's with him like going as fast as i can i got to a, got to a roundabout and got cut up to shit by someone driving really badly so honked my horn went crazy giving him the v's thinking get out the fucking way what they're doing show like plow and abuse at her down the road she got through a light and i was caught there so i was again i was out the window you fucking dicks i thought i was going to be late <laughs> i know where this is going got home and she was at my front door <laughs> who was due to come and pick up this inflatable <laughs> and i Oops. was like oh my god and i generally i was sat in my car thinking do i just drive away <laughs> <laughs> not sure I could face it. Um, in the end, I took the bigger man. I was I was decidedly British about it. Got out of my car with my son, so she couldn't say anything. Didn't mention it. Gave her the gave her the or she gave me three quid, and we all went about our business. <laughs> couldn't oh, believe thank, it. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for making it worthwhile sitting through that ridiculous argument between the other two for the past <laughs> minutes. You often hear stories of those people that are like, you know, send shit to someone and then turn going for an interview and then turn up and the person they abuse is there like interviewing them. And you always think that's never gonna happen to me. But there she was at my front door and I saw her car when I was driving down my road and I thought, oh you're fucking kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> that's me done. Oh. Adam I'd... bring us home. Before I do, I can't wait for the spin-off podcast, which is Craig and Doug discuss TV. Uh, it's going to be brilliant. <laughs> I'm up for that. When you chat out together, after the whale game, what did you watch? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, right, my only other business, uh, cricket. Um, you may have heard of it. It's uh, 
probably my other love if I've got to pick a, another sport that is uh, ah, my my other favourite sport. Um, the ECB have just announced a, a new 2020 competition, which I think is coming in in 2020. Good marketing there. That's about the only thing that I can say that has that makes well. I don't know. Um, I'm sort of torn on this because they've done it. They've done it all too late. They've brought in this new 2020 competition to essentially copy what the rest of the world's doing. Um, they're going to try and win new young fans by sticking eight games on ITV4 um, as if that's going to make up for a lost generation. Um, I don't know. Um, I was initially negative. I've sort of, I've listened to a couple of things about this. I'm, I'm warned to it. If it brings the crowds in, fine, um, whatever. But um, rather than ranting about that, I want to talk about a very good thing that the ECB have launched um, around the last couple of weeks, which is called All-Stars Cricket, which is a pretty simple thing. It's for five to eight-year-olds, and it's involving cricket clubs all around the country. And for 40 quid, um, they can go for eight sessions and have a great little kit bag, personalised gear, T-shirt, hat, bat, ball, um, and they can turn up and um, for five or a week um, go and play cricket. With, with other kids and you get all uh, the shit for that you get all the shit for that and the That's eight decent. sessions 40, 40 pounds all stars cricket is called have a look uh, I've signed my son up who's six today by the way happy birthday Henry happy um, birthday. he's going to go to all stars cricket birthday. and he, he can't wait so uh, kudos to the ECB for that T20 we'll wait and see I don't get the hate for 2020 I've played 2020 cricket and I've played 45 over cricket and that is I'm there's no doubt 2020 is more exciting. Every no, single no, no, game no, no. I've played well, is more exciting. I don't understand why people say it's not cricket. It's it's just a... It's I enjoy it. I enjoy playing it. I enjoy watching it. If it's what it needs to get more people playing the game and kids going and picking up a bat and ball and playing cricket, what's the problem with it? If it gets more people watching it, what's the problem with it? I don't understand why people think it's like... oh, Because I get this in, in my local cricket club where I go and play there are people that physically can't go and play cricket anymore because it's 45 overs and it takes about eight hours. If it was 2020, um, you, it might be that you get more people going and playing. And the argument you get is, oh, it's not cricket though, is it? How is it? Why is, not? Uh, it's just, it's, they're doing exactly the same in, thing. In, in the same way less. as sevens isn't rugby. Mark, Mark, so you miss, you've miss, misunderstood. I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I'm, this I'm is, I don't here, have... In the people in general yeah, yeah, yeah. hate 2020. My issue is this isn't this isn't probably the the time <laughs> the time to do this in depth I guess but cheers um, cheers, cheers Adam I'm gonna take you off on that <laughs> I'm gonna jump in that window maybe that's we'll the best revisit of the night yeah agreed <laughs> we'll revisit a bit of cricket chat next week uh, right <laughs> on the long snapper cricket podcast they <laughs> <laughs> yeah. branching out that podcast money <laughs> this is quick uh, been fun. Let's get another one out soon. Yeah. Cheers, lads. More live podcasts as well. Don't forget. Get better. Cheers, mate.